You are listening to Jai Long and this is Make Your Break, episode number 29. I just want to say, it's pretty crazy, I've already done 29 podcast episodes now, especially because it only just started a few months ago and I feel like there's so many listeners already and it's blowing my mind. I definitely feel more confident and comfortable talking in front of the microphone. When I first started, I think it was probably, yeah, I was definitely in the deep end. So today I actually want to take you back to 2008 and talk about blogging. Blogging to me is still a really important and relevant tool to use in your business, especially if you've got an online business. There's so many reasons to have a great blog role on your website. And I want to walk you through a few different reasons why it's a good idea, how to have a best blog, how to give information out, why to do it, different ways to make it interesting and all those things. So here's a few reasons why I think it's an awesome tool to use in 2020. A blog will help you connect with your perfect audience that little bit more. So you have a chance to fall in love with what you do that little bit more. It will help you educate your clients so they miss those mistakes and it adds value to their experience whilst they're with you and interacting with your brand. It can be used as a marketing tool, especially when your blog is dishing out loads of value and is shared by other people in your industry or, you know, your clients, things like that. It's bookmarked by people and also ranks your website into search engines. It helps you show off your brand that little bit more with the material you decide to post and the way you curate the information that you're giving to your audience. So yes, I think it's a very important tool to have even today. And we're going to talk about how to come up with great blog post ideas and content and how to repurpose the content in different ways to deliver the content. And I'm going to give you nine tips at the very end on how to improve your blog today. And if you don't have a blog on your website, hopefully by the end of this podcast episode, I'm going to change your mind because I think it's a really good idea. There's two different types of marketing strategies that I talk about in my workshops. And one is a firecracker. And a firecracker is basically it's a quick burn and it will get you work really fast. And the other is a slow burn. And so blog post is a slow burn because you can't expect to get work from it straight away and you can't expect to rank on Google straight away and it takes a little bit longer but I think it's really important to have both. The firecracker, so you're booking work straight away, going in, shaking hands, product placement, your social media, all those type of things and then the slow burn so then that way in a year's time you're still getting leads in and it's more passive as well. So before we get started, a quick shout out to my guys at Pepperstorm Media. It's actually fitting that they're on this podcast right now because we're talking about blog posts and I know a lot of people struggle with writing. So Pepperstorm Media, these guys are amazing, Dave and Mel, and they write so many blog posts for me. They really help me out and add value to my business. And I don't allow an obstacle like me not being able to write that well, stop me from putting out the content and the material to my audience. I think it's really important. So if you do struggle with writing content for your blog posts or for your website or anything else, jump over to jialong.co forward slash pepperstorm. That's jialong.co forward slash pepperstorm. And there's a discount there as well. All right. I have a listener's review I want to read out as well. And I love just reading these reviews. So if you haven't left me a review yet and this content's really helped you and you want to give back in some way, please leave a review on the podcast app, the Apple podcast app to be precise. 
So this review comes from Nicole Taylor. I'm loving Jar's podcast. I feel like I'm listening to a conversation with one of my favorite friends. The way he explains and shares stories makes it for an interesting listen. Each episode, I walk away full, my mind exploding with both creative and business ideas and my soul in a happy place. Thank you for doing what you do. Thank you so much, Nicole. I really appreciate you listening to my podcast and taking the time to leave a review as well. Okay, last thing, I promise, before we get started, all the information from this podcast episode, all the links, all the things I talk about are going to be in the show notes. There's also going to be a downloadable workbook as well. And I suggest instead of taking notes, you might as well go over there and just download that and everything will be summarized for you. Nice and easy. So you can find my show notes over at jialong.co forward slash 29. That is jialong.co forward slash 29. I'll link the sponsors in there. I'll have the workbook in there and everything else that we're talking about today. So let's not waste any more time and let's dive in. Okay, so I haven't scripted anything and I'm going off the cuff a little. I'm very passionate when it comes to business and I can talk about this stuff all day. So I'm going to try and give it some structure. At the very end of this Uh, episode, I'm going to give you nine tips, takeaways, nine takeaways that you can implement straight away to really help boost your blogs as well. But before we do that, I want to have a bit of a discussion, share some stories and um, talk about why a blog is a great idea and why to do it. So if you have followed me for a, a long while now, I do a lot of blogging. I have three businesses that I blog for Almost weekly, I do weekly for jialong.co. I have a blog post that goes out at least once a week, sometimes twice a week. And then I have one for freethebird.com. And that is probably more like once a month and the same as Heartbreak Hotel. So when I get a bit of time dedicated just to sit down, I usually blog on each website. I blog about a different thing. But I've had so much success with my blog posts. I can tell you right now. People share my blog posts when they come to my workshops. I have from a wedding photography business, I have other wedding photographers telling me that they refer to my blog posts for information. They also share it with their clients and there's so much value there. I also feature other vendors and people and creative entrepreneurs and things like that and they share it. So, it creates a little link backs to my website and I guess it makes me look more, it gives me more influence and it helps me get my brand out there as well and my voice heard. So, really good things. Also, I know there's a few blog posts that have gone really successful and they rank really well on Google and I get so much traffic and I can actually track back the bookings that I've had from blog posts and I've made over six figures just from the blog posts that I've had in a passive way, of course, like people finding me through that. So, in that sense, it's worth its weight in gold when it comes to marketing for me. And because I've been doing it for so many years, it's it really pays dividends now. Every single day, there's hundreds of people on my website and they're all browsing through and they're all my perfect clientele because my blog posts that rank on Google, they're very specific to the people that I'm trying to attract and the area that they're in and the problems that they have. So, it works really well in that sense. So, with a blog post, there are things you can do with them. You can influence people, you can inspire and you can educate And there's so many ways you can put your voice out there to the world and deliver it in a different way than anyone else does in your industry as well. 
So a lot of the times when I first became, actually, here's a story. When I first became a wedding photographer, I looked around and I noticed all the wedding photographers just posted blog posts about weddings. And I personally thought that was pretty dry. You know, if I jump on someone's website, I'm like, yeah, I don't really want to know. I've already seen a few weddings, but I don't want to look at every single person's wedding. And um, there was no value for me to go onto someone's website. So I really thought about it and I was like, how can I add some value? And so for me, what I did is I used my whole blog role of just like educating clients and talking about different things. Sometimes I talk about controversial things like unplugged weddings, not, not using your phone during a ceremony at a time that it's a hot topic and I know people are going to share it and they're going to enjoy it or more educational based stuff where I am talking about how to organize a destination wedding or how to have better lighting at your reception and things like that best places to get ready or the best places for your ceremony location or sometimes I just have inspirational posts and I talk about how I really enjoyed flying to Kenya to shoot a wedding or I really enjoyed you know doing something else and I bring more inspiration into it so it just gives another reason for people to come to my website and to bookmark my website I can also share that on my Instagram so it gives people a reason to get over there and I can also put on my mailing list. So just letting people know that I have a new blog post and that they should head over. So I get a lot more traffic because there's fresh content, updated content that has a lot of value all the time on my website. It gives people a reason. So to have a good blog on your website, there are two main things I want you to think about. The first one is what is your message? What are you trying to achieve with your blog? For example, maybe your blog's very educational. Maybe it's inspirational. Maybe it's news. Maybe you're telling people about events and things that are happening. Maybe it's reviews. Maybe it's comparisons. Maybe, you know, it's a different product that came out to the market and it's informative. So what is your message? What are you trying to achieve with your blog? And are people going to bookmark it? Are they going to share it? Is the content good enough there? Secondly, who is your blog post for? Who is the blog actually for? So you need to know what is your voice? What is your message? But second of all, who are you writing it to? Because a lot of the times we can just write blase messages that go out to anybody, but we need to be very specific of who we write to. I think it's really important. I always have an avatar for my perfect clientele or my perfect client and I give them a name and I, I imagine where they live and how old they are and kind of job they have and all that kind of stuff so when i'm writing a blog post i think about would that person want to read this does this bring value to that person and breaking it down like that it makes it really easy as well because now instead of just writing out to anybody or writing out to my mailing list or my instagram followers now i'm writing a specific thing that i know a specific person is going to gain so much knowledge from So the next thing I want to talk about is obstacles and we need to remove obstacles because a lot of the times there's obstacles that stop us from doing something like this. I teach a lot of workshops so I know firsthand of, you know, reasons why people wouldn't have a blog and one could be they don't have enough time and that's very relevant. If you don't have enough time, you can outsource a blog as well. What I like to do is when I'm on a plane, I usually, I have a nice small laptop and in my notes, whenever I've got a new idea about a blog post, I write down those ideas and, and my list is endless. I have so many blog post ideas for all my different businesses and all my different websites and the way I want to inspire people or educate people and whatever reason it is. And then from there, I usually write out a bit of a skeleton. So the points that I want to make, 
the information that I want to deliver and I'll just write and I'll write and I'll write and I won't delete anything. And then once I just get, I guess, my whole brain out onto a page, then I'll send that to a copywriter and I'll say, hey, Dave, (laughs) could you please turn this into something and I want to publish this next month. So, that's usually how that works. And I do it on the plane because I personally don't have that much time to do blog posts all the time. And I definitely don't have much time to perfect things as well. So, that's why I use a copywriter. And it's very affordable, especially I know how much my time's worth. And I know sitting there for five hours writing a blog post, it's not really going to get the return that I need. So, just brain dumping, getting all the information onto a page and sending it off. It's the most efficient way for me to do it. The second obstacle can be that you don't really know how to write that well or you don't really know how to communicate and you're not very good at communication. And that's very, very relevant. I haven't been great for a long time and I get better and better all the time because I'm writing Instagram captions all the time. I'm writing newsletters, emails, blog posts. I do all these things to help strengthen my communication skills when it comes to writing things. And it gets better. It gets better all the time. But sometimes we don't have enough time to learn how to write and piece together the best blog post as well that's going to be engaging and it's going to work well for Google and search engines and things like that. So sometimes uh, literally outsourcing it to a copywriter again can be a really great idea. And here's another thing too, before I continue on, because I'm talking about a copywriter, but not everyone listening to this podcast knows what a copywriter is. So, I want you to imagine a copywriter just like a photographer, but instead of taking photos, a copywriter writes words and there's so many different types of copywriters, just like a photographer. So, if you were going to contact a photographer, say a wedding photographer to take photos of architecture, he probably wouldn't or she probably wouldn't do a great job. And it's the same as if you got an architecture photographer to take photos of a wedding, probably the same results. It's the same thing when it comes to copywriting. You have copywriters that will write content, so they're content-based copywriters, or you have conversion copywriters. So, their whole um, mission is to convert traffic into buying customers, or you have like jingle and catchy copywriters that just write like little slogans and things like that. So, there's different types of copywriters. So, when you do reach out to a copywriter, if you're going to, make sure it's the right fit for you and they specialize in the content that you're trying to create and they can also bring in your voice as well so they can understand those things. So, they're my biggest tips when I'm talking about copywriting. Okay, going back into obstacles. The other thing is we can feel like sometimes things have to be completely polished and they have to be perfect. And I can tell you right now, I'm the worst for this. I publish things when there's spelling mistakes all over the place and wrong photos and all sorts of things. And if you follow me on Instagram and, you know, if you listen to my podcast and if you're on my mailing list, you know there's mistakes everywhere. And I'm probably the only person that doesn't really mind. I get emails all the time saying like, Jai, there was a spelling mistake in that newsletter. And it doesn't faze me because here's the thing. It's better to make a bigger impact than to make something perfect. And for me, I'd rather, instead of going through, and I know this is going to really kill some people, especially my grammar police fans, I really would rather spend my time to get the content out there and get content that's going to make an impact, that's going to change someone's perspective or change someone's business life or whatever it is, than getting something polished out there. Because it's just one more obstacle. And I know it, I I don't have the strongest. The strongest, I'm not the strongest at grammar or spelling or even speech. I can pronounce words wrong and things like that. My Australian accent sometimes can be hard for me to communicate, especially on a podcast when people are listening to me from all around the world. And I'm conscious of that. 
But at the same time, I can't allow those things to stop me from making that big impact. Does that make sense? So, yeah, really thinking about making the biggest impact and not allowing perfection being an obstacle. And the last tip I'm going to say is connection. You really want to connect. So, don't just write stuff for Google or because you can know it's going to rank on Google or for your audience. Don't write stuff that goes out to your audience like, hey, guys, write to a specific person because there isn't 10 people around a laptop reading your blog post or reading your captions. There's only one person. So, write to that person and you know who that person is. They're your perfect clientele, the person that votes for you, that you know, signs up to anything that you put out there that votes for you with their dollar. So, those people, they're your fans. So, write to your fans, give them information, give them as much as you can to better serve them, as much value as you can. Because if you can do that, if you can serve the people that love what you do, they'll keep coming back and they're the people that will keep sharing what you do as well. So, what is your blog post about? (laughs) here are a few things you could base your blog around there's so many there's so many different things but hey think about this a lot of the times when it comes down to blog posts i just think about what my perfect clientele is having problems with so this is what i personally do for my wedding photography business what does my brides and grooms what do they worry about what kind of questions do they ask me all the time and every time they email me a question i ask myself why don't i have a blog post about that people have asked me this over and over so then I generally write that down in my notes and then when I'm on the plane, I'll sit there and I'll write a skeleton blog post for that specific thing and then I'll put it on my mailing list and get traffic back to my website. So that's basically how that works. But here's a few different ideas for you and um, different subjects that you could create stuff on. So you could do tutorials and how-to guides. Like if you're a wedding photographer, it could be like how to put on, put on a tie or how to choose your best wedding dress or your best ceremony. Or if you're a wedding florist, it could be how to choose flowers that are in season in your area. Or if you're a caterer or, you know, it could be how to think about dietary requirements and how to get that information out of people. So, just tutorials and how-to guides. If you are like me and you're an educator, you could talk about how to start a podcast, how to, you know, start a business, how to write better blog posts. I could do a whole blog post just about that and I'm going to and it's in the show notes. So, that's literally what I have done. You could have it about latest industry news. Sometimes if you're, I say like a wedding photographer because I am a wedding photographer, so it's easy for me to reference to. If you're a wedding photographer, you could talk about some of the latest news in your industry, you know, different trends, different gear, different venues, different suppliers. There's so much industry news that happens all the time. And chances are, if you look around in your area, there might be someone, there might be nobody covering that. And that could be perfect in for you. It's all about, you don't want to be copying anybody else, especially in your area. It's all about creating valuable content in a different way to your competitors. So, people have a reason to come back to you. You could blog about current events, things that are happening in your industry. So, maybe you know, you're a DJ or something and you could talk about different places that you're DJing at or different live shows that are coming up that you love and that you recommend. Or for myself, I'm an educator, so I'm, I'm doing like creative business workshops and things like that. And a lot of my friends do the same. So, I can do blog posts about other people's workshops and I have a calendar on my website as well of other people's workshops. So, people have a reason to come back. You could talk about controversial subjects. 
you know, like when same-sex weddings came out in Australia, like it shouldn't be, but it was a very controversial subject and there was both sides and, you know, they had a big vote and things like that. You can talk about if you're a wedding photographer, unplugged weddings, people bringing iPhones and taking photos in your way or what it's like to work with other uh, vendors and things like that. So, you could bring in a little bit of controversy as well and you know those type of things are going to be shared and it could be love, hate, could be whatever it is, but getting your voice out there. I mean, be mindful too though. This is like represents your brand. So, if you, you don't want to be I guess pushing away your perfect clientele by saying things that are nasty or you know, that that's damaging to your brand, I guess. You could do checklists. You could have a checklist like on a workshop, I need pen, paper, this and this and this. Or I'm a wedding photographer. Here's a checklist, things to think about when you're getting ready. And you could have a like, little downloadable checklist or just a blog post about a checklist of things to think about when people are getting ready or whatever industry you're in, you know what checklist that people need. You could have listicles. Listicles is an interesting one. I was just saying listicles in my studio and it came apparent that no one knew what it was and everyone thought I made up this word. But it's not a made up word. It's a very real word and it's in the dictionary. And I went to the dictionary and I got the definition of listicles. So here it is. Listicles, a piece of writing or other content presented wholly or partly in the form of a list. So, a listicle would sound like this, and I have listicles on my website. So, five best wedding venues to get married in Melbourne or, you know, six most quirky venues around Melbourne, you know, something like that. So, tons of information, but listicles are great because they actually do well on social media. It's very clickbaity. They do well on Google, but they're also really easy for your audience to digest. So, if they're jumping in, it's really easy to be able to read through and go, oh, okay, so here's tip one, here's tip two. At the end of this, I'm doing um, nine tips to having a better blog and I can turn that into a listicle for this blog post for this podcast and it's very clickbaity because I want to know the all nine tips. Does that make sense? You could do case studies. There's so many different ways you could do case studies. You could do interviews and features. I do this a lot. So, I interview people on my podcast for my Jai Long interview different wedding vendors for my wedding photography business and I do the same for my Heartbreak Hotel DJ and photo booth business as well and um, works really well because if you're featuring people and if you're interviewing people, people want to share that. People love sharing when they're getting featured somewhere. So, it's all comes down to leverage as well. So, when I'm, when I'm interviewing someone, I'm really thinking about, you know, maybe I want to shoot at that venue or maybe I want to build a stronger relationship with this certain person and this is going to get me there. So, using that leverage. If I do feature a whole bunch of people, I do check their Instagram following and I do check their online presence and I make sure it's in line with mine and I make sure that they do have a good following. So, when they do share it, it does create a lot of link backs to me as well. And that's just, you know, another way and another reason why it's really good to have blog posts as well. You can have reviews on your blog post. You can review yourself. You can review people you've worked with or venues you worked with or um, products that you've worked with products that you use, things like that. Like reviews are great. People love jumping on and they work awesome for SEO as well. So, I know a few people have done blog post reviews about my workshop and it's been amazing because they rank on Google and then people will Google my workshops, but then they will end up on someone else's website and they will read a review from someone about my workshop. And so, they're getting lots of traffic, and but it, and it also helps me as well. So, I definitely share it and I'm definitely promoting their stuff as well. You could do comparisons. 
comparison can be a great one. No one wants FOMO. Everyone wants to be included and um, comparisons can be perfect, you know, like why use this or why get married in summer instead of getting married in winter or why have a DJ instead of having Spotify and comparisons can be great, can be controversial, can be tons of content and I know you're thinking right now of tons of things you could be writing about. So, get in there and write about those things. Did you know optimizing the copy on your website can help allow your traffic to fall in love with your brand, get you a much higher conversion rate and get you more traffic from search engines? I've been using Pepperstone Media for years so I know what good copy can do. If this is one piece of the puzzle your business is lacking, I am giving you $100 off a Pepperstone copywriting package so you too can have killer copy that converts on your website. Just use the code MAKEYOURBREAK. For all the information, head over to jialong.co forward slash pepperstorm. That's jialong.co forward slash pepperstorm. Video blogs as well. Vlogs. I don't know if you've heard of vlogs before, but video blogs doesn't always have to just be words. You can um, do video blogs and it doesn't have to be high production videos. You can literally just get out your phone, put it on a tripod and sit there and you could read out your blog post. And so, it's just a different way to deliver. So, if someone lands on your web page, um, they go through your blog and it's, you know, it's very meaty. There's just so much content to get through. But then they notice that you have a video and you can read it to someone. Then they can just press play, put on their headphones and they can continue browsing around on the internet whilst listening to your blog post. So, that's a great way. You can also do audio. So, audio for my blog posts personally, I will be linking my podcast episodes onto the blog post. So, that makes so much sense because people can read my blog post when I get on there and they can actually listen to the audio and get a more deeper dive into that as well. So, another way to dish out content and create blog posts. You could do uh, ones on problems and solutions. That's an awesome way of bringing out content as well. Another one's behind the scenes of your business, bringing people into your business and showing them what it looks like behind the curtains. So, for myself, you know, I've got lots of staff members and we got a pretty rad studio here and there's always projects going on. And for me, for me, it is actually really interesting. I was going to say it's like it's not as interesting for me, but it is every single day. There's just, you know, nightmare amounts of stuff happening. So, this morning, I, you know, I got up at 7 a.m. to give the studio a bit of a clean and then I was doing some Facebook ads. So, sitting in there with some like lights on and Morgan came in and we're filming some ads and we're brainstorming ads and then went out for breakfast and then came back and now I'm writing a blog post and I'm also recording a podcast episode and then got to get back in the studio and you know got a whole afternoon worth of stuff to do as well and everyone's working on different projects so we're talking about funnels and digital marketing and all that kind of stuff and keeps me keeps my mind so active but it actually is so interesting and I could do blog posts about all the things that we're doing and I think people would love to see behind the curtains of exactly what we do here at Jialong. I think it's um it's inspiring as well which leads me on to the next thing inspirational stories inspiring people using your blog to inspire people you know I'm a wedding photographer I could write about you know I just flew to Chicago to shoot a wedding and it was inspiring because when I first started as a wedding photographer, I shot a wedding for $100 and I flew all the way to Chicago to do it. And then fast forward four years and I was flown to Chicago and I was staying in one of the most expensive hotels and I was paid more than I've ever been paid for a wedding. And it was mind blowing. It was literally like there I was and now look at me and, you know, how hard has the hustle paid off? But 
also the comparison there as well. And it's an inspirational story because sometimes when you are in the trenches and you're going like, I'm shooting for free and this doesn't make sense and I wish I could have success. And then when you fast forward and you've got the success and, you know, you're getting paid well and you're getting opportunities and things have come to you. It's not by chance. It's not by luck. It's because you worked hard for it. And that's inspiring. So having a blog post about something like that is like mind-blowing. Something like that, people would want to share, they would want to read, they'd want to see a video of it, they'd want a blog, um, a podcast episode or some audio or something. So, yeah, inspiration stories, it can really get your brand out there. Funny posts. You could do things that has humor, a lot of comedy, memes, things like that, or just telling stories. You know, if you're a wedding photographer, you could talk about um, funny things that happened at the wedding last weekend or funny things that you see in industry trends gear that doesn't work. There's so many ways that you can bring humor into your posts and make them a little bit more lively and fun and interactive as well. You could do blog posts simply based on frequently asked questions. Every time someone asks a question, you could write that down and do a whole blog post about it. Um, Add photos, add videos, do all that kind of stuff, put it on your mailing list. And um, it's really going to bring so much value to the people that love what you do and that have booked you but it also automates so much. So, it saves you so much time. So, for myself, you know, I get asked the same questions over and over. And instead of me just answering and answering and doing the same thing, I don't do that anymore. I'll write a blog post about it and I'll automate that. Here's questions that you might ask. Um, here's a list of blog posts. So, all my clients, they're all on my mailing list and they all get automated emails with different blog posts about things that they might be interested in. For example... If I was going to Chicago and I was shooting a wedding and I'm from Australia, I'll send them a blog post about how destination weddings work, how the pricing works, how it's a great idea or how it's not a good idea and pros and cons and things like that. So, it answers all the questions. So, by the time, you know, the wedding comes around, there's no questions there. They're just ready to get in and talk about their wedding. That I mean, that last one actually goes into this one, which is perfect. You could just have rants. So, that was just me ranting on just then and literally, it's a blog post. You can do whatever you want. It's your voice. It's your diary. It's your journal. It's your chronicles, like whatever you want it to be. And you can just write rants if you want. And there's people out there that will love to read rants, especially if you're an industry leader, you know, and people want to just hear your voice a little bit more and they want to know the the workings of you and what you're like and what your personality is like. Like, why not just write some rants? Okay. Remember when we were talking about obstacles earlier? Here's a great one for you. You could have guest bloggers. So, you could just curate on your blog other people to write things. You could get people like industry leaders and reach out to them and say, hey, would you like to do a blog post on my website? And it'll be featured. It'll be on my mailing list. You'll have a link to your website. And having guest bloggers on your website and on your blog adds so much value. So, this is literally what I do for Rangefinder Magazine. So, I, I write something for them once a month. And it adds so much value to Rangefinder to have an industry leader giving an insight into things that are actually happening happening right now, you know, with like business and with trends and, you know, other things that are happening in the industry. So, it gives them a different perspective and their audience love it because it's like, okay, so now I'm learning from someone that's actually doing these things. Last one is it could just be a gallery or album post, you know, you could just share a couple of words and you could just have photos. I mean, if you're a photographer, that could be great. Uh, If you're a videographer, you could just have video. I wouldn't 100% suggest that. I think 
words will rank a lot better in Google and stuff like that. But if you're not worried about Google, if you're not worried about ranking and you just want to share your thoughts or share your images, then yeah, it's another way to build your brand, another way to connect with your perfect audience and another way for your audience to fall in love with what you do as well. So you could definitely curate your images and create an experience. I guess one last thing I didn't really talk about was you could actually have a blog post about music. You could have, you know, your summer playlist and your winter playlist. And I have done this before and it works really well because there's a lot of people that connect with me that really like my taste in music. And so when I drop a summer playlist that you need to listen to this year and my wedding photographer friends are like, yes, I needed some more editing music. This is amazing. So doing something like that can be another great way of just showing your personality and getting your voice heard and getting more traffic to your website as well. And you're literally just adding value to the people that are coming to you and that love what you do. Okay, so now I've given you so many ideas, literally so many ideas, and I've probably got another list of 50 different things I could talk about. But sometimes we can feel like, you know, we don't have anything to say or we don't have a voice or we don't have an audience but we've got to start somewhere. And I think getting rid of those obstacles, I've given you different ways that you can get rid of those obstacles and I've given you different subjects you could write about or different ways that you could write or deliver information. And hopefully you're thinking now, okay, I'm ready and I'm, I'm definitely ready to start writing some stuff. So I want to give you a few different tips of making really interesting stuff. So one thing is you can actually monetize a blog. So you can you can sell ads on your blog if your blog starts getting really popular. I would say this is not the most, well, not many people do this unless your blog is getting thousands of hits a day. I don't know if many people are going to sign up to it, but if you're really specific, so if you were, you know, in a niche industry and you had a niche product, there could be someone out there that would love to have their product linked onto your blog because it's in front of the right people. Even if you got 100 hits a day, it's just the right people. Other ways you can monetize your blog is having affiliates so you could write reviews or product comparisons and things like that and have your affiliate code so you get paid to talk about other people's products and so many people do that and it's worth a lot of money there's i personally have friends that make thousands of dollars each week from their blog just from having affiliate codes on their blog and they write about new products that come out all the time so there are different opportunities to monetize a blog as well it's definitely not the reason why I got into blogging. For me, it's all about my main purpose, like my brand and just like showing my voice and allowing people to connect with me. But you could definitely have a blog that is your main source of income or just like a whole nother source of income as well. So to have a successful blog, you really do need to make the content interesting. And it's not just the content that you write about. It's also the way you deliver it. So I really want you to think about instead of just writing like a huge block of words, so many different ways you could deliver it in terms of having paragraphs in between, adding video. Video is amazing. If you've got a video that you can accompany the words with, that's next level. Adding graphics. If you've got a graphic designer or if you can find something online, infograph or something like that, that best represents what you're talking about. It's just another way to communicate your point and it makes it so visually interesting. Having photos as well, especially if they're on brand and they, the photos are not just like stock images, they're your images or images that you love and it makes sense for the blog post. It just, the more that you break up big blocks of text with videos, audio, images, designs, things like that, the more interesting and interactive it will make it as well. 
Another thing that you can do to make your blog really interesting is you can call it something different. You know, it doesn't have to be called a blog. Blog is a pretty ugly word and sometimes people associate it with like something from 2008 and they don't want to get onto a blog. But you could call it um, your business diary. You could call it your business journal or your personal journal or a log or chronicles. Well, there's so many other things that you could call it, you know, so when it sits on your website, it's a little bit more appealing for someone to click on there and then, you know, you could even just call it like education if you're in there or inspiring stories or something like that if you're trying to educate people or inspire people. So, yeah, really think about delivering blog posts in a different way. Like, don't just create noise out there, like create something that stands out so people actually want to sign up and um, subscribe to your blog or, you know, bookmark your webpage and come back to your webpage and share your webpage. So, I say this all the time and I'm a big believer. It's all about making impact, right? So, there's no point of wasting time making a blog post just because it's going to rank on Google or just because you think that you need to do it. Like, you need to create content that's actually going to convert your traffic into fans so people can actually connect with you. They can hear your voice. They can fall in love with what you do. So, or they can be interested as well. So, you're putting in that last 5% to have a video on there or to have some audio or an infograph or something like that. So, really think about like how can you create that extra bit of impact, especially if you are, for instance, a wedding photographer because there's hundreds of thousands of you out there. So, and everyone's doing the same thing. So, just look around and go like, you know what? No one's actually doing this. No one's actually publishing about events or about industry news or about trends or that, you know, no one has this or that. And then no one's delivering it in such a way that inspires people or it creates a trend itself or it makes me look like an industry leader or it it creates influence. You know, there's so many reasons to have an amazing blog. So, hopefully, I have convinced you now and we're going to jump into tips to create your blog better right now. I don't know what I'm actually going to call it, but I mean, I'm just making this all up right now. So, so tip number one, I want you to write more than 300 words. I know I said before you could just do photo heavy blog posts and they're great, but photos don't connect sometimes as well as language. You know, if you can actually tell a story, write a story about the photos, it's going to connect on a whole nother level. People love to read and feel like they understand where you're coming from or where the photo's from or how you felt or how the subject, the person in the photo felt or whatever it is. So, 300 words, I always say minimum. I think, don't hold me to this, that uh, Google wants at least 300 word blog posts if they're going to rank it in Google or if it's going to have any kind of chance. So, definitely create more meaty content. If you're going to go ahead and like spend your time creating a blog post anyway, you might as well go that extra little mile and create enough stuff. So, when people jump on there, like, oh, this is where it's at. This is good content. I guess it's the same as my podcast right now. If I jumped on here and I gave you three tips to getting a better blog and I just told you three random little things with no context, like you probably won't come back because you're feeling like, oh... Jai's holding back all the secrets. Like, why doesn't he just give me everything? I don't understand. Maybe you could pay for a workshop or something to get to that. And it just doesn't feel very nice. And people won't come back and listen to my podcast. But for myself, it's like, why can't I just give away everything? Like, why can't I? Because it's the thing that will get people coming back listening to my podcast because they're literally learning so much that they've got to get out a pen and write all these things down. Does that make sense? So, number two, enabling comments and encouraging comments. I actually made a bit of a mistake when I rebuilt my website a long time ago and I thought comments were just a little bit ugly 
And so I actually took comments off and um, I realized like it didn't do so well in Google and a whole bunch of things, but comments are great for two reasons. One is it adds to the word count for Google when it's going through looking and like trolling your blog post. So if you've got relevant stuff on there, it's great. Also, if someone leaves a comment, it links back to their website usually. So you have links on your website. And the other reason, and I think it's like really important thing is, is social proof. It shows that other people are reading and talking about your blog post and they're sharing it and you've got followers and stuff like that. So if I jump on a blog post and I see there's a whole um, section at the bottom and there's comments and people are writing backwards and forwards and stuff like it gets me so interested and um, gives me so much social proof. Like, oh, people actually love this blog. There's so many people on here. This is awesome. So another mistake I made, and this is tip number three, is enable social sharing. I made this mistake because I'm very good online and with computers and all the rest of it. I was going to say I'm very good with the internet, but I hate when people say that. It makes you sound really old. So enable social sharing. I took that off my website because I was like, no, nah, you can just share the URL and everyone knows that. Turns out people don't know you can just cut and paste a URL into Facebook and you actually need the Facebook share button because if you don't have that, people that are not fluent with using a browser and, and the internet, they just won't know. And so, people would write to me saying like, I wish I could share this on Facebook. And I realized that and I actually went back and enabled the sh- social sharing buttons on the bottom, which I thought were ugly. And I think I got a 15% increase in traffic because people just started sharing all my content and it was incredible. It's funny how we can like hold ourselves back and we just don't know. And then experimenting, you find out these things. Number four, use videos and graphics to make it more interesting for the reader. And I said this once before, but I really want to push it home. If you want to get some inspiration, go over to jialong.co forward slash blog. And that's my own blog. And have a look. I always include like a little video from YouTube or something. Um, I include a podcast and always links to friends and photos and other people's photos and things like that because and sometimes graphics. I might put an infographic onto this one. I don't know. Still undecided. But creating it different and interesting and, you know, more enjoyable for someone. So, it's not just the content they're delivering. It's the way that you deliver. I think it's really important. Number five, and this sort of goes on to num- uh, from number four as well, use pull-out texts and pull-out quotes. So, what that means is deliver information in a different way, like maybe get to the punchline and make it a big quote and put it at the very top. So, then that way they can see what it's all about and what the end result is if they read the blog post and then they can d- decide if they want to dive in and actually read the meat of the blog post. I think that's really important because you don't really want to waste people's time. And um, if you're like most people these days that only don't read too much, um, it's great to go through, skim through and just read out all the, all the um, quotes and pull out parts. Like I love doing that. Number six, and I know a lot of you guys do because you're all creative entrepreneurs, is um, use images. Use images that are on brands that you love, that you create or wherever you get them from. Make sure if you're getting images from someone else, uh, you credit them. And with your images, make sure you use alt text as well. So, alt text is basically the description that you're writing so search engines knows what it is. So, if you had a photo of a watermelon and it was here in my studio, I would write watermelon sitting in a studio and that would be my alt text. So, if you Googled that, that photo would come up. So, I think it's very important. Number seven, link to the things you're talking about so it's easy to find. There's nothing worse than when someone's talking about a whole bunch of things, especially on a podcast or something like that, and you can't find what they're talking about. So, 
actually put in hyperlinks and my biggest tip here is create the link so it goes to and opens a new page. You don't really want it to go off your blog. You don't ever want to lead people away from your blog, but opening up a new page is totally fine. So create links to the things that you're talking about, but also create links, internal links. So if you've done a blog post before on something similar or, you know, you want at the end, if you want to say like, hey, if you enjoyed this, here's another blog post about something else, create internal links. I do a lot of internal links. Like if you haven't heard my podcast yet, here it is. If you'd like to get in touch, here's my contact page. And I do lots of internal links. So when someone's on the blog post, it's just like really easy and set out and they can navigate around my website. And yeah, just makes it an easier user experience. Number eight, use SEO plugins like Yoast if you're using WordPress. WordPress and Show It and ones like that will use Yoast and Squarespace and other website hosts. Uh, I think they have their own a lot of the times, but optimize your page so it's going to rank on Google. And using a plugin like Yoast will actually show you if your blog post is actually going to rank on Google and things to optimize. And, you know, it will say like you need more internal links, you need more text, the text needs to be written out nicer or whatever it is. But yeah, use even just jump onto Google and I'm going to put some stuff in the show notes so you've got some information as well. But jump on Google and just Google, you know, how to find out if my blog post is ranking on Google or something like that and find some more information because you don't want to write a whole bunch of blog posts and think it's going to rank on Google if you haven't actually specifically put in the time and energy into creating content that's actually going to rank on Google, if that makes sense. Last one. Number nine, and I wanted to keep this one the last one, create shareable content. Create something that people are going to love so much that they're actually going to share it. And I can say this right now with me making this podcast and you listening to this podcast right now, I'm trying to give you everything. There's never any secrets with me. If you want to know anything, you know, I'll put it all out there. It's all, I can put all my stuff out there for free on a podcast because I'm serving the people that love what I do. And I think, you know, be a giver, don't be a taker and put out to the world. Whatever you put out to the world, things come back in a roundabout kind of way. But also I'm creating stuff so you get so much information out of this and there's so many takeaways that you feel like you want to share it because it's worth sharing. It's enough content that is worth sharing. Someone went out of their day to write a blog post that was incredible and it changed my perspective on something. Yeah, I'm going to put that into a Facebook group and go, hey, guys, if you're having trouble with this, check this out. I found this online. Or you could put it on your Instagram like, here's a thing. Check this out. So create shareable content. And sometimes not just so other people share it, maybe so you can share it. If you're running out of things to share on your Instagram, you want some more Instagram stories, like having a swipe up to a new blog post that you just did for the exact people that follow you. That is game changer. People love seeing how much you know effort and value you're putting into to your clients. I think it's really good. And that is it for today. There's so much information I just gave you. And my biggest takeaway for today is seriously, don't allow obstacles to stand in your way and you know just get started straight away. So you can jump over to the show notes at jialong.co forward slash 29 and download the workbook. Have a look at the links to all the things and, you know, get inspired by the way I put together my blog posts and things like that as well. Have a little bit of a look around. And if you ever want to reach out and say hi, do so. You can follow me on Instagram um, at jialong.co and DM me. I always like hearing from people. 
yeah, and that's pretty much it. Thank you so much for listening. You're listening to Jai Long and I'll see you next time. Spread the love and create opportunities for the people around you. Make Your Break is brought to you by Jai Long and produced at our in-house studio Free the Bird Productions. We love creating opportunities for you and hope you'll share this podcast with your friends and loved ones. For more information on this podcast, our online courses, products, workshops, or just want to say hi, we're here for you at jailong.co.